welcome to How I Got Hired, a podcast to inspire ambitious professionals to find their dream role or reinvent their career. I'm your host, Sonal Behel, founder of Supercharge and Career Strategist. And every week, I hold a conversation with ordinary people like you and me from around the world who've had extraordinary success in finding their dream role so you can learn from them and how they got hired. Today, I am so glad you're here. I'm speaking with Richard van der Blom. There are so many LinkedIn trainers and coaches out there. Like if you do a basic search on LinkedIn, it's gonna generate over 2 million results. I kid you not. Now, very few of these trainers, I would even dare to say a handful of these trainers are actually good. And in that tiny pool of good trainers, you'll have excellent trainers. And then you have Richard. What makes Richard different is he's been a professional LinkedIn trainer since 2009 and has worked with 750 companies worldwide. Yes, 750. So Richard also has a well-known LinkedIn algorithm report that is carefully prepared with a ton of research and he releases it for free and it's fantastic. But wait, there's more. (laughs) There's more to Richard than everything that I just shared. So today we are going to learn about Richard's very colorful, very international career. What made him start his company, Just Connecting? What made him move to Spain after working at very different jobs like high school, like he was at a high school in the Netherlands, did lots of sales roles, and then he was at a diving center in Zanzibar. Yes, I said diving and yes, I said Zanzibar. And now he's serving clients in the art of social and virtual selling around the world. Richard, I'm so excited for this conversation. Very warm welcome to the show. Thank you, Sonal. I've had a lot of introductions. I think this was the most extended yes, uh, and most special one I've ever had. So thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. What a fantastic start. I think this is going to be a fabulous conversation. Richard, are you ready? I'm definitely ready. Yeah, okay, bring it awesome. on. Awesome. So Richard, prior to making your mark as an established LinkedIn thought leader and trader and all this serious stuff, You spent nearly a decade in sales in various industries, like I shared earlier. So it was, you know, in staffing, I saw that you were at the deco and even in like the diving industry. So first of all, sales, was that an intentional thing or did you kind of fall into it? No, it wasn't. Um, I remember I was uh, 17, uh, about to finish my secondary school. I had two friends. They knew what I wanted, so they went to the university. Mm. I had no clue what to do, and mm. you know, I thought, let's follow them. So I went to the same university. I started to do study economics, and after the first year, I really got bored about mm. administration and all kind of mathematics. So then I switched to commercial economics, and that led to the start of my sales career back in 99. Um, and it was a co- coincidence to start at Deco. I was looking at a summer job um, and I used to do like label work, like agricultural label work or in fabrics because it, it's um, in factories because it, it pays a lot. Um, and this summer, summer of uh, 98, I decided to apply for um, 
uh, a holiday job at a deco office. It was mm. more like administrative mm. work. So I started working there. I worked for two months. And then the uh, district manager, um, he called me and he said, what are you going to do after the summer? I said, well, I don't know because I finished my study. Probably I'm going to look for a job, but I have no idea. And he offered me a job uh, to stay at a deco. So th- this is basically how I started my uh, my role in Adeco, and I stay there for six years, which yes. is a lot. It's crazy. Um, yeah, yes. it's crazy because in staffing industry, people normally they switch after one and a half, two years, they switch. Yes. Um, I learned a lot. I started as a consultant. I became uh, one of the youngest branch managers uh, two years later. Um, and when I left, I was a regional manager, um, but always into sales. And I learned a lot because at a staffing agency, uh, obviously, you see a lot of companies, you visit a lot of companies, you meet a lot of people, whether it's clients or candidates. So it was a, a perfect learning school for also like interpersonal skills and communication skills. Fantastic. I um, resonate with so much of what you shared, and I'm going to unpack it just for a minute for our listener. First of all, I've also started my career in sales. Unfortunately, I haven't put it on LinkedIn because it was a very short duration. But I I remember having a boss who said, if you can do sales, even for a little while at the start of your career, you are set for life. And I remember those words forever. Like I always remember confidence, prospecting, dealing with rejection, getting a tough skin, all of that. It's, It's so good. The second thing, at 17 years old, like, my kid is 13, like in four years. I mean, he's a baby. I, I think at 17, we're not supposed to know what we want to do for the rest of our life. It's so definitive. And then when we know there's an ego thing and we can't change our mind. So that's fantastic that your friends knew. I've had podcast guests who are like, I've always known I wanted to be a doctor. Like I've always known. So I don't get it when people say they didn't know. I think there's no right or wrong. We are all in our different paths. And you were so successful doing what you did. And, and you know, like you're saying, I heard fabric, I heard labor work. Um, So good to experiment because you have such a good idea of what you like, what you don't like. And you're sitting in economics class for one year and slightly dying on the inside. (laughs) Every year, life's too short. Life's too short for that. There's no one way or another. So to the listener, if you've got kids, if you've got nephews or nieces or you yourself, you know, are starting your career, remember about experimentation and remember about Richard's journey because there's so many multiple paths to success. Fantastic. And um, so I love that you were at Deco, which is the largest staffing firm in the world. And you, you know, got your foothold in the corporate sort of way of working and it also combines recruitment and sales and I also know that you trained recruiters today and we're recording Richard um, you know end of November 2021 recruiters are so hot right now they are hot but they're also under pressure people want recruiters but recruiters are under a lot of pressure yeah yeah attract the right people so I I feel like your 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 career has come full circle okay so let's talk about your firm now we're going to fast forward to 2009 and your firm is called Just Connecting I love the you know how casual it sounds but it's it's so much deeper than that I want to know the juicy story behind how this is a very loaded five-part question i'm going to start with part a how did you get started with this company that you founded well that's interesting <clears throat> after adeco i went to uh, run start after run start i spent two and a half years at um 
Dutch company who provides all kinds sort of training to companies. And I was a sales and marketing manager there. So uh, for me, this was a, a very good time uh, because I worked closely with trainers. So I saw how they act and I always wanted to become a trainer because I really like to strengthen other people's capabilities and knowledge. And so um, back in 2009, um, I had this need, this urge, I want to start my own business. Um, So I started. Why, 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 Richard? Basically, because I got fed up with people telling me what to do while I was 100% sure that what they told me to do was not the right thing to do. It would not lead to the best results. And there you know that you have better ideas, a better way of working, but because of the hierarchy, you're not allowed to like surpass your boss or... Um, and and not, not to forget the politics, huh? um, which is there in every organization. And exactly. also, I'm, I'm also remembering, Richard, this was 2008, 2009, which was the yeah. last Great Recession as well. That's a pretty it was, it was in the middle. It was in the middle of the bank crisis. And I imagine uh, or I remember when I went to my dad, my dad is a very conservative person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there and I told my parents like, OK, you know what I did today? I resigned. I um, I just left my job because I'm starting my job as an entrepreneur. My dad almost got a heart attack because yeah. he was like, you have a house, you have a mortgage, you had a beautiful car, you have a big salary. And I said, yeah, but I'm not happy. So I can mm. continue. Probably will have a burnout in two or three years, not being happy. Or, you know, I can now shape my life the way I want it. And this, this is really what I said. Um, I started in the evening hours while I was still working as a sales and marketing manager. And so I rented like uh, a room, Mm. uh, a meeting room in a hotel. Mm. Uh, I had a small website uh, and I just said, okay, if you want to know uh, everything about LinkedIn, uh, then you can, uh, you know, subscribe here. It was, I I think I charged 100 euros for a Mm. session of two hours. Mm. Um, I started the first session with 10 people, which for me was a huge success. I mean, you start, you have a thousand dollars, you pay the hotel 200 euros and, and And I did this for three, four months. And then online, I met a guy in the north of Holland. I was based in the south of Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I met this guy who was living like in the region of Amsterdam. And funny enough, he also worked at Adeco. And he was doing exactly the same. He was also providing LinkedIn training. We were at that time the first people in Holland to provide LinkedIn training. And he said, you know, I'm working in the north. You work in the south. We should collaborate because... So that's what we did. We had two or three meetings. Um, We started the label Just Connecting. We joined forces with a website and we started to do more trainings. And back in 2009, the trainings were just explaining people what is LinkedIn. It was not about, you could not post anything. There were no groups. You know, it it, it was completely different. Basic, yeah. Yeah. Basic. It was more like a profile site. You make a profile, that's it. Yeah. Um, in 2010, um, our trainings were doing very good. LinkedIn was getting more and more popular. And then we had like interim managers following our trainings. Then they went to their like clients. So we had an interim manager at ING Bank Netherlands. Mm. And he called us as one day and said, ING is wondering for their staff, what could be the value of LinkedIn? Uh, so are you willing to do some in-company training? That was the first time that we were invited by a big company to provide training. 
Um, and I remember we there was like they they um, selected three companies to provide a training. So we had a presentation, and the other two companies were already very well established uh, training companies in Holland, like mm. big companies. And we were just with the two of us. Mm. And because I, I love of, a good dark horse story, and then yeah. And, and because of the authenticity, you know, we were in jeans, we were like very young, we were like very enthusiastic. They gave us the job. So from ah, one yeah. day to another, we needed to train four, we needed to train 400 salespeople. Yeah. Um, so this was our biggest, like biggest starting yeah. client. And eventually this evolved in more and more in company training. Um, and, and this is how we started just connecting. Fantastic. And are you still um, working with the same partner? No, uh, that's also an interesting story because we started just connecting as a social media training and consultancy agency. We were the two of us in 2012, 13. We had eight trainers as staff, um, but we were also suffering from like the crisis multiple mm. years. Mm. Um, so we had some rough times financially, um, and we came to a point where he wanted to go left. I wanted to go right with the sure. company. So, sure. you know, you need to make a decision. And, um, he, um, I, I bought the shares. Mm. So from 2015, just connecting is totally my company. Mm. Mm. And I decided back in 2015 to stop with all other social media platforms and to focus 100% on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Ah, okay. 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 And this is one of the best choices I made throughout my 12 years entrepreneurship. This is one of the best choices. Fantastic. Um, it's good that this was such an amicable divorce uh, because you do hear of, uh, you know, stories where uh, things go south completely. Uh, they go wrong and it affects friendship and things like that. Good you bought him out. He was in agreement. You were in agreement. And uh, the focus, uh, like there's so many shiny objects. What do I do? 2015 is still the height of Facebook, right? And, and yeah. uh, Instagram is the new kid on the block. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, so many other things going on. You're like, okay, I'm going to focus on LinkedIn. That's my specialty. And I love the, the, the story of you in jeans and your partner in jeans and how you got hired by those people and training 400 salespeople. There's something about um, being hungry. Um, yeah. And that is something that I think the listener needs to pay attention because when we are working with a larger company and when we have external meetings, we just have to watch out because sometimes we don't know that we have a chip on the shoulder uh, mm -hmm. because I work with this big name, um, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. it may or may not necessarily work. I think, yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. Next to that, it's about authenticity. Yeah, being authentic, not trying to be the one that your client expects to be, but just being yourself. Because the best thing that could happen to you is you get hired because you are the best version of you, not because you are role, role playing into somebody else. And being confident—that's that's very very important. Just be yeah. confident. Yeah, you have a certain kind of expertise, you have a certain kind of knowledge. Companies and people are willing to pay you for this knowledge. So don't doubt about it, okay? It's, it's not about me being in jeans or being in custom. It's me because I have the knowledge they want. Yeah, no, and the sweet spot where you can be you 
and also have knowledge that is valuable that people will pay for that is it that is what um, exactly sets you apart um fantastic so you know over the years uh, richard you've worked with so many companies you know ing nestle pearson big ones small ones medium ones um and i'm sure like your experiences alone you can write a book on this so maybe talk to us about one or two very surprising things that you learned because every time you train you learn right we we tend people say oh yeah. you're you're training you're teaching oh no every time you teach you learn what has been the most surprising things about um this experience well it's true you know if if you work with clients and i like to talk about partnerships you know it's obvious that um they want to make use of my trainings you know you make a proposal you do the training you send an invoice and you move on that that's like one way of working um i really value partnerships so i always aim for like a continuous relationship um and if you have this kind of relationship with your clients you get more insights you become more part of their like daily routine but they also going to trust you with some of their challenges um which basically led <clears throat> to one of our successes because as you mentioned in your introduction um we do publish our annual linkedin algorithm report it was not our idea to create a report like that mm. it was questions from two three very big companies at that moment where the marketing department couldn't figure out why some of their posts would have a high engagement high amount of views and other type of posts were very low yeah. you know and they ask us you being the expert how does this algorithm work and we had like we experienced the same we had the same issue so that's when i decided okay if we can provide some insights into this algorithm then we are helping our clients we are helping our own um and it will be a you know a great help to all future clients so your best clients um they keep you sharp because they trust you with their best questions and if you listen to them carefully yes um they will give you uh ideas inspiration yes. on how you can improve um your products and services and recently we had a client where we do like um one of our the core businesses is providing social selling virtual selling training so we work a lot of uh, with sales teams marketing teams and we have a, a training program where we do six modules of 2 hours with some guidance and then um the sales enablement manager he came to me he said richard it's great that we have all the you know the whole team on the six modules we see that they are really getting there they're making more use of linkedin they're more successful but i'm afraid to let them go just after the six moments because how can you help us in the upcoming months so mm-hmm. that's we are currently working on a four month guidance program which we can implement directly after the training where we'll we'll give them some additional guidance um and this is again it it was not our idea but it was like triggered by the questions and the challenges your clients have so i think that's um for me every day the most surprising part that 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 if you listen very carefully to the challenges um your clients encounter you will upgrade your services upgrade and 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 become more valuable every day 
100%. And what a win-win, Richard. They get yeah. even more of what they were looking for. You get much needed, you know, uh, sales and, and revenue and you upgrade your offerings as well. Uh, and that can help other clients, right? So yeah. that is fantastic. Listen to what your client is saying. L- ask yourself, why are they saying it? Why are they asking for it? And also listen to what they're not saying, right? That comes from keeping silent to some extent because we mm-hmm. are like, oh, we are the expert. We know everything. And that's a great tip. I have a lot of sales leaders on the show and then the power of silence, um, uh, even as a job seeker, it's so good because you're like, I noticed that, you know, this particular question has come up a lot. What makes you, uh, may I ask what 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 makes this so important today? So that type of questioning ability is so powerful for sales. And this yeah. is one of the oldest things, right? Zig Ziglar, everybody's been talking about this forever yeah. and it's about putting it to practice. Old is gold sometimes, the classics. Uh, fantastic. And Lastly, about the company today, Richard, I want to talk to you about, so not necessarily about someone today who wants to become a LinkedIn coach or a LinkedIn trainer or, you know, something. Let's say when someone is trying to get into a space like the space you're in today, it's become rather crowded, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would be your favorite piece of advice to someone who's seriously considering starting a coaching or a consulting or, you know, like a hybrid coach consulting, I've heard this word, business um, in a like a, a relatively crowded space. But, you know, they are afraid to get started, afraid of the competition. They feel like everybody's light years ahead and they feel behind. And what are your favorite tips? That's an interesting question because... Um, if I just look at my own profession... You mentioned 2 million hits when you look for LinkedIn trainer. Um, I kept track until 2017 about how many LinkedIn trainers were active in Holland. Uh, I told you in 2009 we were the first. And I remember in 2016, we had more than 4,000 LinkedIn trainers only in Holland, which is a very small country. Um, So starting a business as a LinkedIn trainer, you know, you need to make impact because otherwise, you know, you don't stand out. A thing I... Um, really liked. Do you know about Ikigai? Yes. Okay. So that's what I always, if, if people ask me for advice and they say, I have some ideas, I want to start something. Um, I always, um, you know, give them the book of Ikigai or mm-hmm. send them some articles because Ikigai is about the, re- the reason of being, no? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. about what do I like? What does the world need? Where am I good in and where are people willing to pay me for? Because you can be good as a coach and you can know that, that you know, you have a target audience that needs your expertise, but if they're not willing to pay, you can never start your, 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 your own business. So you need to be like, it needs to be aligned. You know, the things you're good at, the things you like to do, because we all know if you have positive energy, if you like your job, you're, you're going to be way better in it. But also, does my target audience need me and are they willing to pay? So that's the first thing I always ask the people. And then it's about, in my opinion, it's about, again, being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about having a focus and stay focused. You know, even if you don't see the revenues in the first month, stay focused, stay confident. Um, but also... Um, be willing to adapt. I have, I need, have needed to adapt 
with my company so many times in the past years. Yes. Um, I remember March last year, I was in Brussels. Yes. When the thing with COVID started. Yes. yes. I had a week of upcoming trainings in Holland, Brussels, Belgium, and Germany. Yes. It was the Monday. Yeah. And I got called by my clients in Brussels and said, we're not going to do the training tomorrow because, you know, we all work from home. The same day I got called by the German company, Dutch company. So my whole week disappeared. So I got back in the airplane to Spain. And in about two weeks, my whole agenda from March, April, May, June, it was empty. It was, it was fully booked, but all the companies were like, no, 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 we, we are not going to do the live training because we don't know what's going to happen. And this for me was like, it was a nightmare. I think a lot of people experienced this. It was a nightmare because all my hard work, three months of, assignment they were all council of postponed yeah and one of the things i did because i really was a huge fan of offline training i traveled a lot um and i just you know um, locked myself in a room for about three weeks made some big changes i created all my material so it's suitable for online training i decided to communicate from that moment on only in english uh -huh. before i communicated a lot in in dutch Mm -hmm. uh, on LinkedIn. Now, mm -hmm. all my communication is in English. Mm -hmm. um, and those two things um, were like the foundation of the success I had in the past one and a half year. Because if you provide online training, suddenly you're not limited to like only Holland or, you know, the distance you can travel because you can go like worldwide. And second, if you communicate in English, uh, like this morning before this show, I was in contact with a company in Australia. Yesterday, I was in contact with a company in the States. Um, now I have clients worldwide because your communication is in English, your materialism in English. So back to my advice, authenticity, focus, um, but also willing to adapt your strategy based on the feedback you get from the market, from your clients. Those are very important things. Fantastic. Um, and it turns out that... Obviously, COVID has been a big tragedy and a huge sense of loss um, we all have. But there are some silver linings that you're saying. Um, from a very stressful period back in March 2020, you were in Brussels, you were getting ready to travel, you know, the pre-COVID pre era, which seems like a distant memory, forced you and you adapted. So, mm -hmm. you know, the world is your oyster now. So fantastic. And uh, just for the listener, I'm just going to highlight um, because Ikigai is one of those concepts that uh, has multiple, uh, you know, meanings out there. But uh, there is a fantastic book um, called Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life and not necessarily only the diagram because the diagram actually was made by a Spanish astrologer. <clears throat> you know, those three yeah. things that you're talking about. And that's become uh, very popular. But uh, there's a lot of sensible, like, meaning in it that we can take away. What are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? What would you get paid for? So if we can yeah. get that figured out. For some people, it's a lifelong journey to figure that it out. Is. If you it can, is. like, um, Richard, sooner rather than later, know that, then literally the world is your oyster. Fantastic, Richard. So we're gonna we're gonna move now to your LinkedIn algorithm report. I love that you shared that the idea came from a trainer and uh, sorry from a client, and then it it has legs of its own and it just moved <laughs> and became yeah. a thing that people look forward to. Comes usually around summer or autumn um, of every year, and it's a very exhaustive list. So uh, exhaustive report. Now, um, for someone who's 
keen on getting i have a very specific question for someone who's keen on getting started on creating linkedin content especially from the point of view of attracting the attention of recruiters mm-hmm. so they'll obviously i highly recommend that they check out the you know algorithm report i will put a link to it in the show notes uh, obviously with richard's linkedin profile uh, and in case the person feels a bit overwhelmed <laughs> what would be your favorite three tips from the report that can already help them to get started tomorrow hmm. um the first one would be that there is a correlation between the way how you build your profile and the reach and visibility of your content so first step especially if you want to attract the attention of uh, employers or recruiters is to build your profile with your dream job or dream company in mind mm. okay so if i'm for example a scientist and i want to work at uh, the big chemical companies then i need to build my profile aimed at getting the attention of these big medical uh, big, big chemical companies you know um so this means i should have an about section where i describe my knowledge until now where i also describe my ambition or passion i very rarely see this in about yeah. sections from job yeah. seekers they they it's, it's more like a resume aimed at the past but yeah. if you describe your passion and your ambition you're looking at the future you know yeah. and you can attract the attention because people everybody wants to have a passionate ambitious person on the other side of the table um but also maybe use your featured section to highlight some of the things you did in the past or highlight some interesting articles so the step step one basically build your profile towards your um wish list of companies or job titles second um a lot of people struggle mm. um in putting out content on linkedin you know uh, they don't know where to find the content they don't know how to write it there is a very easy way um mm. to increase your visibility in linkedin and we call it the comment strategy yes yes I sometimes I work with people in trainings we do a lot of training and still they don't feel confident and or just they lack um writing skills yeah um and it it becomes like um a huge energy drain you know if you if you force somebody to create content and it's not it's not something the person wants to do but then we shift to the comment strategy say okay now identify every day 5 to 10 pieces of insightful content that is aimed on uh, your knowledge your industry and just try to add value by providing insightful comments okay mm-hmm. so for example you see um for example you see an article describing four trends in modern sales for 2022 i read it and i have like okay this is a great article but i have another tip and mm-hmm. then i just go to the comment and say in addition to this great article i had the fifth tip i think this 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 should be key for next year if you do that 5 to 10 times a day which seems a lot but it will only take you 15 to 20 minutes a day yeah. you will increase your visibility 
amongst your target audience with three, yeah. four, five times. And Focus, you do not definitely. need to pro- you not need to write content yourself. You just go out, follow in, uh, follow important hashtags. Make sure you find the insightful post and respond to it with a comment. Yeah. Now, third tip: if you are willing to publish content on LinkedIn, then like you said, Sonal, it's it's. <laughs> It would be a very good exercise to go to the algorithm report because there is like a ton of tips how to like increase the reach and engagement. Yeah. Um, but basically, if you put out content, um, don't do short-term contents. Every post should at least have eight lines of text because of the algorithm, okay? Second, obviously write relevant text because if you only write to have eight lines but it's not relevant, people will not stay engaged. And also think about the call to action. Every post needs to have a call to action. If you share an article, what do you want people to do with it? Ask questions at the bottom of your post. What do you think of this article? What additional insight do you think? How does this impact your company or you as a person? Because in the algorithm, comments are key. So if you publish content, and your network is responding with comments rather than likes, you will increase your visibility of your post and your profile three, four, five times. So have a call to action, invite people to a discussion in the comment section, and you will see the number of views grow, grow by every day. And eventually those views will be the right views that you want, the right set of eyes that you want to attract. So yeah, um, yeah, it's good that you mentioned that because sometimes people say, Richard, I'm not here to create like a 10,000 views. I'm here for conversion. Yes. I want to be found by my new employer or I yes. want to be found by my new client. But it's it's a three-step. Yes. First, you need to have views because if you don't have visibility, then there will be no engagement. So first, you increase your views, which yes. means more and more people will start to engage. Yeah. That's the second step increase engagement, make more people come And then the third step is conversion. But without the first step, if you don't increase your visibility, the second and third step, engagement and conversion will be very hard. I'm so glad that you brought this up because so many people want to do the shortcut. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want to skip the quantity and get to the quality. But sometimes we need uh, both. Right. Uh, Definitely. Very it, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. And, and the more the views, the more the engagement uh, provided. Uh, so I'm going to uh, summarize and, and recap this. This was really good. So the profile, I, I love that you said this, that there is a direct correlation between the quality of the profile and the views and um, their impact on LinkedIn. And if LinkedIn is promoting uh, this person to, you know, hey, you know, check this person's profile or connect with this person, LinkedIn does a lot of free things for us, right? Yeah, yeah. So the more robust your profile, all-star status, then uh, the better it is. And I've had, um, you know, career coaches on the show say, even what you said in slightly different words that your profile or your resume is not a graveyard. It's a living, breathing document. So it doesn't only have to be past accomplishments and you're resting on those laurels and the future. We talk about the future, talk about what you want to do. Be explicit in that because then people will 
know how they can help you right yeah uh, profile is one the second is is the comment and the, i don't know how many times i've said this on the show but insightful that's the word that you said yeah. do not write i agree great post uh, you know empty zombie comments drive by comments where you just come and you go like it added thank you for sharing like what did you bring to the conversation nothing um, no you, you you can say you can say great post as a start a great post and then yeah i really liked this this yeah, this yeah but that's what i mean know? great post full stop is not really a no. comment yeah no. uh, thank you for sharing full stop is not uh, helping no. you it's not helping the the post it's helping me yes i get one more comment but it's not necessarily doing anything to drive engagement and conversion and oh. you want you want all three uh the third thing you said which is very interesting length matters right and uh, people yeah. may not know this if you're going to do text text posts do really well but true if you can little bit more than eight lines get people to stay and read because dwell time right richard that matters yeah. the, the and, and linkedin's like ooh what's going yeah. on here people are staying yeah. here and reading i'm going to show this to more people uh length relevance call to action i have to admit richard i've been guilty of it and i'm i write an article and that's it and then it's like who am i but i have to remember that it's all all about dialogue what it has is. been your experience or even did you enjoy this article share this with exactly. your friends like i i have to remember to do that because i i honestly it it doesn't come to mind but that's a great reminder length relevance call to action eventually the three step process is you want views the views drive engagement and the engagement drive conversion fan fantastic yep. so if you want to know more highly recommend you check out the algorithm report it's right there on richard's featured section which he has completely like a great example of a profile check out richards <laughs> about section you'll get a lot of ideas all right so i can't believe richard this is the end of the conversation time has absolutely wow. flown now. and yeah. there is this particular question i ask all my guests when you look back on your career it's been what it's been a hot minute 22 23 years Mm-hmm. Is there one standout defining moment that supercharged your career and helped you to move towards your current success? Can I choose two? Go ahead. First one is when I started my entrepreneurship back in 2009. Yeah. Uh because that was something my like my complete family yeah was not used to. We were all like you know very safe you have a great job you stay there for life you have a pension that's it and i felt there is more in life i want to do my own thing you know if i want to walk my dog on monday morning and i don't want to work i want to walk my dog but if i want to work in saturday in the afternoon i want to work in saturday afternoon and more importantly if i think i need to go left with my company i go left okay so entrepreneurship gives me the freedom of creativity the freedom of every day doing the things i really like doing So that was the first thing. Second thing is me moving to Spain in the beginning of 2018 because um it showed me again it's like I proved myself that we can design our life and we can make the choices that we really want to do if we have the guts to do it. If you have the guts to follow your intuition, to follow your feeling, I promise you 9 out of 10 choices will be the right ones because I felt for a long time that I wasn't at my place in Holland um it's about the weather it's about 
people being rushed, people mm. being like in a rat race. I wanted to live more outside. I wanted to live like be more in nature, have more social contacts. Um, and that's what I found in Spain. Um, so, and, and I hope we all understand that if you feel well mentally, if you feel well uh, from a health point of view, you will become more creative. You will become more successful in all the business things you do as well. And, and that has brought, uh, Spain has brought that to me. So those two moments, starting my own company and, you know, moving to Spain, changing my life, changing my social environment were like really big points in my, uh, in my career. That is so beautiful uh, what you shared because I can totally relate with what you were talking about with your dad. Our loved ones, they mean well. They want to keep us safe. You know, yep. if, if they've seen one way of life, be in service, have a pension, why would you leave all this? And, and yeah. I, I remember when you, when you said that you spoke with them and you said, I want something else and I want to design my life. You went ahead and did it. It takes courage, particularly in the beginning. It takes courage because you don't really know what you're doing. Uh, you're in, you know, stepping into this abyss. But you you see yourself through it. Uh, the challenges, you know, mindset, mentality, so important. And mm -hmm. here you are today with what is it? Three hundred and fifty days of sunshine <laughs> compared to the low lying countries like where I am today. <laughs> Ironically, we have 11 degrees today and rain, which is very rare because normally in November it's 22, it's sunshine. No, no, we have we have uh, yeah 320 days of sunshine and we have a lovely temperature. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, follow, follow the path, follow the sun, whatever that looks like for you. Um, fantastic, Richard. So anyone who's listening today and they want to learn more about you, I'm obviously going to you know, put in your uh, LinkedIn URL in the show notes. Is there any other place they can find you? No, I, basically my life is surrounded around LinkedIn. My LinkedIn profile is, uh, I think in 99% of the cases, the first encounter uh, I have with, with, with new people. So. Um, yeah, I invite people to follow me, connect with me, send me a personal message. If they like the show, um, I'm happy to accept. Fantastic. So definitely send, uh, uh, f follow Richard. I, I always uh, tell people to follow first, connect second. Um, but if you're going to connect, please don't send generic blank. Um, I'm allergic to those. Richard is allergic to those. Uh, tell him that you found him on, on the podcast and what you liked about the show. And, and he's a lovely person and he uh, definitely accept. Richard, this has been such a pleasure. I wish you so much success, both with just connecting and beyond. Thank you for having me. So it was my pleasure. Hey, you made it till the end. That shows that you care about your career. And that means we need to hang out a little bit more. So just a couple of things. A new podcast episode is dropped every single Monday. Wednesday, I take out one email which relates to your career and absolute amazing insights that I only share on email. So if you want to subscribe, go to the link in my show notes. That's superchargeyourself.com forward slash newsletter. And finally, did you know I hang out on LinkedIn, YouTube and Facebook live every single Friday at 2 p.m. Central European time. So you are more than welcome to join me. Just follow the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, maybe share it with three of your closest friends. And if you're feeling even more generous, 
leave me a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. That really, really helps the discoverability of the show. So thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. And until next time, bye for now. Bye.